This episode of The Cool Ship brought to you by the loyal listeners of The Cool Ship Podcast, who voted for today's topic, Saison. A whole whopping six of you gave extensive feedback for the show, and with audience participation like that, you can expect us to do it again and again and again. So thanks again to the strong, beautiful, loyal, and encouraging six of you. You know who you are, and you should be patting yourselves on the back as I speak. Knowing we have an overwhelming half-dozen listeners who give enough of a shit to make their opinion known is gratifying and humbling beyond words and brings tears to our eyes. All right, on with the show. Welcome to the Cool Shift Podcast. Dedicated to beer lovers, home brewers, and professionals alike. With your hosts, Warren, the Professor Wilson, and Matt, Zigmeister Ziegler. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to grab a beer and chill on the cool ship. Welcome back. Oh, <laughs> I got where we're going for we're, there. Okay. We're, no, we're not welcome. We're not coming on people's backs. <laughs> Shit. We're, we're welcoming back. No, welcome back to the show. Cool. It Thank is, you. Uh, I want to say, <laughs> been some fucking long time. It has. Me love you long time. Uh, yeah, it's been a, been a, been a, a st- uh, yeah, it's been a long time. A long, <laughs> I say, I say, it's been a long time there, child. Last episode, you were talking about Mayfest. <laughs> Mayfest? Oh my god! Wait, wait, we did a Mayfest show as the last one. That was in May. So how long ago is that? That's five months ago, right? Four. <laughs> now it's basically Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah, but it's September. Maybe we do the. Maybe we call it the Fest show. Just the Fest show. We'll Mayfest, just do those, two. Just those two shows. Though. No, Winterfest, Mayfest. <laughs> <laughs> Oktoberfest. Thanksgiving fest. Well, welcome back to the final gravity. Oop, I oh said it God, again. I'm gonna fire you. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna fire me. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> the cool ship podcast, man. Um You're fired. The cool ship. How long have we been in business? I don't think we've been in business. <laughs> Out of business. We we have yet to make a penny off this show. <laughs> 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 Not at all. We're minus many thousands of dollars. Well, we 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 love the we love our four our four listeners too, right? Yes. So so this show is about a listener wanted show, and I guess Carl put it out on the interwebs uh, for our listeners to vote on a kind of beer that we wanted to talk about. And Carl illegally voted four times, and <laughs> we have yeah. We have Carl A, Carl B, Carl C, Carl D voting for. Don't fuck with the wire. Don't don't fuck with my wire. Um, Voting for Saison. So we had four votes. Was it four votes really? I think Carl said four votes. That was it. Only four. For well, for the winner, Uh, there was probably votes for something else. Was there any votes for something else there, Carl? I think he's peeing. No, I think he's drowning himself. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, well, there goes. <laughs> so this episode will never be heard. <laughs> yeah, how the fuck are we going to do this now? It's going to record nonsense and yeah, it'll never be listened to. For, for the never-ending show of Saison. <laughs> Poor Carl. Um, yeah, but uh, we decided to... We, we could not make a decision because last time we were deciding it was just crazy on both of us and we were like, I can't choose. We're going to let the listener choose. So we got six... Answers, I believe. <laughs> a total of a half a dozen. <laughs> Four of them said Saison. So a good two-thirds say Saison. Yeah. So it's obviously a very popular style. Um, and <laughs> we will be drinking it tonight. <laughs> two out of three people. Choose Saison. Choose Saison. Very large. Uh, yeah. our, popula- our population of our, yeah. our, our, our voting populace is not that big. That's all good. But it still represents the They're the quality greater, people. You're the, all quality people. The greater uh, world, gener- generally speaking. Um, so we're doing a show on Saison. We have a uh, luxury of drinking uh, four beautiful Saisons that have been around for, well, I know one's been around forever, and the other three, I think, have been around for some time. There might be one who's a little newer, and I think that's Transmitter. I think we're going to be in... And the transmitter pretty soon. I think they're oh. they're relatively new. I didn't see the ones that we have tonight. Old. Yeah, the transmitter's nice. Um, but we also have the luxury of drinking yours. And yep. we started um, that off while waiting to get plugged in. And uh Yeah. Nice easy drinking Saison, not too funky. No, no, no. It's it's uh pleasantly easy to drink. It's got some funk to it. But that's what Saisons are. A little funky. You know, tis the Saison. Oh, we got a, uh, we got our, we've been, we've been gifted. We're moving on to the, with the liquid from the air. Okay, the first brown Saison that we're seeing. So what here. uh, what do we have here, Carl? Um, we're not going to try to guess it, are we? He always puts us through these fucking tests. Huh. Oh boy. No, this actually <laughs> public. You get bubble gum right off the bat. I get like yeah. a, bubble gums apples. Bubble gums apples. Is this even a Saison? No, Belgian double. This is yours. Yeah. It's a failed Saison experiment. A fa- no. If it was dumped on the drain, it's a failed. This is... Maybe didn't come up with the right results, but... There's nothing wrong with that beer. It smells like bubblegum. Yeah, that's, that's Belgian. Yeah. That's Belgian yeah, yeast. Uh, no. <clears throat> bubblegum notes are not wrong. You know, the apple notes come through a little bit heavy. Yeah. yeah. That's and if you, didn't want apple, if you didn't want apple in there, that could be considered an off layer. The bubblegum to me... It's still Belgian-y. Yeah. yeah, this was a different yeast than I normally use. I've, I got the, the Saison completely, totally dialed in. Were I got a recipe that my family for just... For like an oatmeal stout? Because then that's no, a no, failed that's experiment. <laughs> I, got, I got a recipe that... This is a Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. That's com- well. completely dialed completely <laughs> dialed in. Let me talk to you, I use the, uh, the Y yeast, French Saison, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, down the line, right? And, uh, you know, <laughs> literally every other beer I brew is a Saison because mm-hmm. the people in my family go ape shit for it, yeah. right? This one I... <laughs> Couldn't get the French Saison yeast. Oh. I tried a different Saison yeast. I have to even look up which one it was, and it did not behave the same. So my normal dialed in was not right mm-hmm. at all. The other thing was I didn't. Uh, I normally put a little caramunic in here. Okay. I didn't have caramunic. I got something from you, Warren, where we mix a little caramel and a little munich, and it just wasn't the right color. wasn't the same. wasn't the right color. I mean, this is very dark. Mm. Well, yeah. It fits in with Saison, so. No, it might, but it's just, it's just like I said, I've got the recipe 100% dialed in, and then just those two little things, it's, it's like, wow. I will say, though, also, um, yeast character does change the color. 
I'm not saying that it will would change it maybe necessarily as much as like a very large multiple number perception, but I've done multiple sours and I've done multiple IPAs where they've been on other yeasts and it's not even a clarity thing, but you get a color a color variance like sometimes graying, across right? different or darkening, right? Of color, a little bit darker in color. Yeah, yeah. So it's this is darker than with, no, yeah. with yeast. With yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. like it could be you know. Between lightness and darkness on different styles. Like this one, definitely, you know, this this yeast style may have added some color to it, but I have seen uh, color variations across. And I know some people are like, oh, well, the color variation may just be clarity and something like that, but this is, um, it could, it's, there could be yeah. a point or so in color variance just off off of uh, oh, that's interesting. yeast changes. Oh, well. That's interesting. Okay, well, that might have been it. But normally, I mean, this is the same, supposedly the same mm-hmm. recipe that I've, you know, I've placed twice in the homebrew contest in, you know, one once. And uh, which caraminic do you use? Uh, caraminic one, two, well, or three. Uh, caraminic uh, sixty, the sixty degree. Okay. Yeah, this, it's just a very, very, very it's tiny caramelic amount. Caraminic three. Uh, is it three? That's three. Okay. That's yeah. I can't it's remember. a light, you know, the darkest. Twenty forty sixty. Pretty yeah. much of the caramel. Yeah, yep. the sixty degree, and uh, <clears throat> yes, that's right, caraminic three, and uh, but it's a very, very small amount just to give mm-hmm. just to give it color. It's not to give it any flavor. Yeah. And uh, it's just it just came out different, and then and then that yeast changed as well. Like normally, I I pour this beer from my family, and especially my mother in law, who really loves Belgian beers, and it's just like, can I have another and another and another and another, please? And she's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> You're like, damn it, you damn hate it. me. She's like, I'll just have this one. I'm like, damn it. So yeah, I mean, I, it, 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 and I mean everything. The very small it. amount of the the mix of the caraminic that you got. Probably did the color thing, but the yeah. yeast is what your flavor profile is yeah. going throughout. Yeah. 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 Um, what what yeast was it? You you don't remember? Uh, it's uh, Omega yeast, uh, Belgian two, I think. Omega two. The Belgian Omega saison Belgian. two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not. I think the Belgian saison. No, sorry. Uh, sorry, it's the opposite. Uh, I have to look it up. I think the Belgian saison two is the French strain. It's, yeah, so it's the Belgian saison, not the Belgian saison two. I wanted the two. I, the two oh, would have yeah. been the one that I would have used. I would have normally used the the Y East French saison. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just, again, that's just one of those things. Like you just, you get it dialed in. You know how it goes, and then you try mm-hmm. different yeast. You do the exact same thing, and it's like, oh, that didn't behave. Even yeah. even with the yeast, uh, the same yeast, sometimes it comes out because, I mean, with saisons, it's <clears throat> saisons are all over the place. They're so. finicky style because they're very broad style to yeah, begin with. It's, um, it's, it's a hard style I've, to judge. I've only ever used Omega yeast with um, their bacteria strain. I haven't used any of their yeast strains. Oh, okay. Um, the, like the uh, like pretanamide. Oh, not. To, oh, you're saying. Oh, you're saying bacteria. You're saying, oh, bacteria. For, for sour. Yeah, all, sour my, all my kettle sting. sours. Right. Uh, we use the Omega Omega well, yeast bacteria. The lecto. Yeah. Yeah. Pedio. And the, the it's just straight lacto, and we we do. Um, it sours amazingly for us. Like I hear some people talking about when they do kettle sours, they let stuff sit for like 48, 24, uh, 74 hours and stuff like that, 72 hours. We sour in 18 hours. Oh, my God. We put the stuff in the day, but we come in early. We, we mash everything through, move it over to the kettle, throw it on in at 100 degrees, and we come in the next day at like 11 o'clock, and it's good to go. Wow. It's got, it's down to what, like two and change pH or what, what pH? No, we get, we get it down to like 3.2. 3.2. Yeah. And... Well, Once we hit that yeah. number, we boil it up and it's killed great. the bacteria, and away you go. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been killing it. The new one that we have, because uh, um, we do the sour series, uh, the sundial series, and Nomen is uh, the fir- this is the newest one that we have, dragon fruit, passion fruit, sour. 
it's killing it. I mean, one thing wow. it's purple. Well, but. yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the world of unique craft beers, yeah, purple is good. Yeah. So it's uh, people are loving the flavor of it. I love it. I think it's one of the best sours that we made. That next to the uh, Sunset Sherbert. Um, but it's great. So I will. Uh, I will not make you finish that, Matt. But nice. uh, we will. Uh, we will. We'll I had no problem. It's, it's not a bad beer. It's really not. Um, it's got. It definitely has saison characteristics, but it also has a Belgian double characteristic. In it, it does. So there's like that, and you know, it's a to- hard, it's that toffee note. It's like a bready toffiness on the back. Um, hard, and hard I, rockiness too. If yeah. I had to guess right off the bat, I would pull more of a, like you're saying, a Belgian double off of this than a saison. But I wouldn't say that. If you were giving me this beer and you said, "What are the issues with this beer?" The only thing I would pull off of it is say apples. Mm. I might say for a Belgian double, it's a little high carbonated, but I would originally right. go yeah. for. Oh, it's definitely it high carbonated for saison. Definitely yeah, it's right. three and almost three and a half volumes, which yeah. is about the max those bottles will take. Mm. Yeah, the bottles I use. Uh, so, no, it's but but three and a half volumes is not unheard of for saison. No, no, no. no I mean I think yeah. that's it's Standard. supposed to be pretty spritzy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, I mean, all the ones we have today are are in high carb, high uh, well, containers, high, high carb high, containers, high, high so, yeah, seven high pressure, containers. high pressure containers. Thank you. So, anyway, so but, well, so is the apple yeast derived, or is it a is it a brewing mistake? It's a yeast. It is. It is yeast derived. Um, usually, it comes off of. So in the regular yeast metabolism, they throw off this flavor or this compound that gives the flavor of apples, and it will be picked up later when yeah. sugars die down and the, the yeast starts starving out, and they pull that back in, and that's uh, usually the lagering or maturation right. of beer will pull those green notes or the green apple flavor in and digest it and give you a little bit more alcohol and clean the beer up. So if you were to age this beer, because mm-hmm. there's definitely still you know some oh, yeah. yeast in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were to age this, the apple note will go away. Yeah, oh, there's a so acetaldehyde is that compound. Oh, acetaldehyde, right, right, right. Um, and what they'll do, what the problem with that is that if you have acetaldehyde in your beer and you're kegging, and you put your beer in the keg and you put it in the, and you go to serve it, it's set. It's really not going to uptake that acetaldehyde unless you pull over yeast. If you pull over a clean beer with like no yeast or any sediment into the keg, and you have acetaldehyde, you're not giving your yeast enough time to uptake that. So it's like they uptake, they uptake all these other compounds too, like the acetal and. So in other words, no, leaving, the pre, they'll, they'll pull the precursors. Leaving the precursors, this, leaving yeah. this warm in the bottles for a little while will help. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Got yep. it. Yep. It helps the yeast uptake those nutrients when they go down. In glasses. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Um, I guess uh, we usually talk early on yeah, about like yeah, different yeah, why don't you things. Talk about your thing that's going on at your your store. I was going to say you give an update on on yourself. I've, I actually haven't been over here in a little while to talk with you about new things. That I'm yeah, you know, there's really uh, status quo for us right now. We're just plugging away, um, looking forward to the fall season. The summer season was very tough mm-hmm. this year. Um, we had a lot of brewing on premises going on. Mm-hmm. The word's getting out. We're uh, you know I see a lot of a lot of full fermenters in the back over yeah, here, so it's really great to yeah, see that summer is usually the slow time for home brewing. Right. And um, so we I mean, we're doing still a lot of brewing. We're doing a lot of like team at building exercises. We're um, we're looking forward to this uh, this upcoming month with the Oktoberfest coming in. We're giving a class again like we did last year mm-hmm. on uh, the different styles of. German beer uh, during Oktoberfest, which mm-hmm. should be great. This year it's a three-day event, Friday yep. night, Saturday, and Sunday. 
So uh, it's going to be a great time in Hackestown to be here. And that's 27th, 28th, 29th? Yes. That's um, really the next big event that the town is kind of seeing that we're going to be going through is is Oktoberfest. Yeah, well, and it's it's a hoot and a holler. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot going on. We've got the street fair coming up this weekend. The following that is the lamplight dinner. And then right mm-hmm. after that is our um, Oktoberfest. And, you know, of course, Oktoberfest lasts from, like, September 27th all the way through October. Like, there's so many other Oktoberfests that happen oh, yeah, in October. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, you get Halloween, pumpkin, and all this other stuff. So, And then we're right into the holiday season, so we're right upon it. I mean, yeah. it's not going to It goes fest season into the holiday season, and yeah, it's, it's nonstop. Crazy. But, uh, it's a good time of year. But just to go over stuff for, for Oktoberfest here real quick, it's, you know, we've, like, la- last year, it's a whole town event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday's more, you know, local crowd, nothing too big going on. You got some music playing. Um Thank you, Carl. Uh, you got some music playing and, uh, you know, nice vibes going on. Just a nice way to kick off the Oktoberfest weekend that people know is, is going to kind of be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday is the big the big day. It's always been the big day. Uh, and last year, I think we had 8,000 people come through uh, through town yep. um, for Saturday, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. we're expecting even more this year. Um you know, we we got we we talked to the town. We got extra areas for parking and stuff like that. So if that's you know people's concern, uh, we should be good on that. But uh, it's a uh, lot of events, a lot of beer. Um, we couldn't get the mayor again this year just off of scheduling conflicts to come tap the keg, but we're uh, or the the barrel to start off the festivities. But um, we'll be talk we'll be we'll be getting somebody in for that. Should be a lot of fun. That's twelve thirty, and then of course the wiener dog races. Is kind of the height of the entire festival. That yep. starts at three o'clock. The Wiener Dogs. They uh, we got well forty eight again this year. We had forty eight last year. We'll have forty eight again this year. And the usually Slayers. it's like an hour, hour and a half of like a, eleven runs of eleven races of Wiener Dogs, and it's awesome. It's a hell of a time to uh, hell of a thing to set up, and you know it's more. Uh, I would say policing of the people to get them around than it is it's it's more hurting people than it is hurting, hurting dogs. dogs yeah um but it's it's a lot of fun uh we got a video of it right now on facebook we'll have a video of oktoberfest last year coming up pretty soon um and between events between beer the vendors that are going to be on the street right now we're over 50 vendors already on the street plus bid members uh the, the town businesses um there'll be a lot of uh, events going on we got the wiener dog race at my place we got the the Grain bag toss over at Manskirt. They're going to have um, the barrel roll competition and the Steinhold. We'll have traditional German dancing. We'll have music um, over on Grand. We'll have music over at uh, Ziggs. We'll have, uh, you You were saying you're having classes uh, throughout the yeah, week? Throughout the whole, whole weekend? Yeah, the weekend, the whole weekend. As much as the beer will last. Yeah. So. Uh, and, I mean, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a lot of fun. Um so many people come through dressed, whether they're you know, right off the street or traditional garb. A lot, a lot of, a lot of fun things going on. And then this year too, on Sunday, we're trying to promote it as more of a family-friendly day. So, if you're concerned about bringing you know your family on a day where there's going to be crap tons of people drinking, Sunday will be your day instead of Saturday. What are you saying, Carl? 
So no drinking on Sunday. Oh no, there's drinking. No, there's drinking. There's, there's no, um, no, no naked, no naked bar slides on Sunday. No naked bar slides on Sunday. Saturday only. Um, I don't know about that. But <laughs> over at Ziggs, it's let. No, uh, <laughs> Warren will be naked <laughs> bar sliding on Sunday. Um, but the uh, beached whale. Where we're trying to put my my He's push, saying, Carl. My push. <laughs> You're not a small man, Warren. <laughs> That's what she said. Woo. Don't even go there. Long balls. Long, Long ass balls. Um, but one of my one of my big things for for this <laughs> year's festival was bringing in other businesses besides just the restaurants and the breweries and the bars. Um, I want to pull in a lot of the other businesses that are in town. A lot of new businesses have opened up recently, and a lot of them are more family focused. We have some places for kids. We have some uh, uh, like art institution. We have. Um, What's the kids' play area right across the street? Do you remember the name of that? Um, I can't remember for the life of me. It's literally right there, and I can't play. Think of play something or another. Play us. Yeah. Um, but they, it's like a daycare kind of for kids, and right my whole thing was kind of going around and trying to talk with them about, you know, could they do an event? Could they do something that uh, a kid can come around and play with? And um, to get... And it, it, it's all about getting families out and having a good time and, and, and bringing community together. You know, I've decided I don't like this beer. You're fired. No, I'm just, I'm just fucked in the head. <laughs> um, no, so you're, no, you're right. There's, there's a whole slew of businesses that have come into town. We have right next door to Homer University is Once Upon a Theme. Yes. They were one of the places that we went over and dropped some information off at. I haven't talked with the owner yet about, uh, I have to go chat with her on, Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Um, and they opened up at Mayfest, so this would, be, this would be a good opportunity for them to get dressed up. As and I think they did really well on Mayfest, too. They brought some people outside, dressed up, yeah, walking around. Yeah, they did good, too. You know, it's, it's those kinds of events that, that you know, will help a business like that. Um, yeah, the business across the street is a place where you could bring your children, um, drop them off for a play area, for a play, play a while. Um, and they just opened up, too. So we have Lucy's, who's moved from north or south. East. I guess it would be East. East Main Street to West Main Street, um, which is right across the street. So They were interested. I think they have a booth. Yep. They're going to be out talking to people. Um, and we'll see. Maybe uh, maybe Warren will put together a root beer garden. <laughs> you never know. You never know what we can pull out. Um, I need to get some kegs. I can, get you, I can get you kegs. I can even give you soda. But if you can man a, a booth for a root beer garden on Sunday, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, we could do. We could. We could figure out something. Yeah. Root beer garden would be great, but it, you know, depends on what we can do. You get plastic. That's plugs. a family friendly day. Yeah. Yeah. Root beer garden day. Yeah. Root a beer. Because last year I think I think we was like eight thousand people on Saturday, but around maybe two thousand people on Sunday. So numbers dropped Whoa, a bit for that. Eight. Eight thousand Saturday. Thousand sales. Or no, 8, no people, people through. Eight thousand people. Came through on Saturday over yeah. at the brewery. What yes. we the gave actual fuck? We gave out eight thousand wristbands. Yep. On Mother Saturday. sweet Christ, I had no concept. Yeah. I, I I thought you would have told me. Oh, it was like a thousand people. No, 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 oh no. eight thousand no. people on Saturday, and then about two thousand people on Sunday. So Sunday numbers dropped, but still great day overall, and we're really hoping to kind of 
you know, really push it for Sunday being the more family-focused day, Saturday being the crazy absolute what people assume Oktoberfest will be, uh, drunken amazingness. Um, so we shall see what this year turns out to be. Not too, many, not too far away. So if your plans are to leave the town on the 27th, 28th, and 29th, I would reconsider. Yeah, and you know if you if you need a place to stay, look at the Everett House. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a, a there's a new owner there, bed and breakfast, very nice facility. Of course, they have awesome place. They have homemade beer uh, that they make here at Homebrew University that they give complimentary to their guests. Really? Yeah, so. I didn't know that. That yeah. every uh, every event that we put together, they uh, tag themselves in and also promote our events through their own page. Yep, uh, letting people know if you need a spot to stay, we're right down the road, and they are. Uh, and they got I think. Nine or ten rooms? Yeah. Um, Great place so to stay. We if you need there. a spot and you don't want to drive all the way across the other side of town with an Uber after you find one, you just walk Everett right House there. is the way to go. Yeah, Literally is. a block and a half down the road. Yep, Two it's, blocks. it's awesome. It's an old Victorian home, and it has a lot of history behind it, and uh, it's a really nice place to, to stay for the town for the evening. So if you get too inebriated, which we hope... Uh, is hope the goal on Saturday. <laughs> as long as you're not driving, we hope you have yep. a great time. Responsibly. And when you're at Matt's on Oktoberfest, maybe they will have the Saison in cans that you are You can definitely get the Saison in cans to take home. We will not have it on tap for Oktoberfest. Yes, but maybe you should talk in about your Saison. Can. In your so hand. we are currently drinking in your can. Saison. Are you drinking Saison in your can? I'm drinking Saison out of my glass. Okay, good. Glass with the, without the GL is like a can, you know, right? I don't guzzle out of... Ass. No, no. <laughs> um, no. So we're drinking this horrible beer here. Tell us about it. Ben. This is a amazing beer. It's an imperial saison, Which eight and a half percent. What? And, what? It's, and, it's, and it's not dark. No, it's what? not. This is no, it doesn't light. have to be. It can I, I be. So but this I, is not clear. I, I, I know. And it's not I, clear. I was it's, making fun of my own. Yours is a lot turbid. More, more clear. This is a little bit turbid. Um, this. So this is a <laughs> imperial style saison. The saison style really is like four. Three and a half percent up to fourteen percent. I think the yeah style it's like, shows. So the, it's the, right. the romantic stories of saison have been light beer for workers in the summer, yeah. right? Yeah, it pretty much is. The fields had a certain type of yeast, whatever they had, and whatever kind of came through the rafters to from, to cool down the cool ships. Right. Whoop, whoop. Whatever, um, whatever and, they uh, <laughs> whatever they had on hand to make the beer, and if they yeah. didn't, they didn't have it. They rained went to the from next the field, farm, right? went up, brewed, sat in the second floor uh, attic rafters. Yep, and uh, the fields winds would cool them down, and any of the yeast from the field would uh, would inoculate, would inoculate the beer. and ferment it out. Um, yep. And the Belgian area, the Belgian Franco area, ha- happened to have uh, this cool. style yeast, and it gave a little bit more funk to it. And being a lighter beer, the flavors came through a bit more, but. You know, sometimes the grain had more sugar, so the alcohol percentages kind of all over the place. It was just what the farmers felt like making. Sure. And, so, uh, uh, um, is the farmhouse ale the same as the saison? Sometimes, <clears throat> I, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. I would say a farmhouse ale is the more broad term of a saison. A saison is a more specific term. Correct. Um, Not really. What? <laughs> I, I, no, wouldn't you say that farmhouse is sort of a, a the super super set and saison is a subset? No, I would, I would, I would say saison is have the season. Funky beers. Saison is the the beer of the season. Yeah, yeah. So it, it could mean any kind of ingredient inside that beer, whatever you had on hand. So a farmhouse would be more specific to each farmhouse. So your farmhouse ale 
is a Saison, but it's different than my farmhouse ale, my Saison. But they're still Saisons. But they're still Saisons because they're open fermented. It's of the season. But, it's made in the same in the same genre of a farm. Of but but any, I any but I feel like if I area. made if I made a farmhouse beer, uh, mm-hmm. a farmhouse ale more deep into Belgium, yeah. it may when not it? be as spicy. Right, but but it, it's so it may not be because to me it's also saisons <clears throat> have that spice note. But you, to them. you also you also made it during that season though. During that saison, during that season, so saison, generally speaking, is so. I think this brings back more of the stuff that we've talked about in previous things yep. of what a saison is now compared yep. to what a saison was originally meant in right eighteen seventeen hundred. Exactly. So the romantic stories are what I was talking about. What what they are now is definitely think, a de- different definition. I think saisons are generally lighter and have a drier, spicier note to them with a little bit of that Belgian funk. Right. There is a characteristic number. Whereas a farmhouse ale is just something that's wild fermented off of any yeast strain, but also has, you know, varying characteristics, but typically has a funkiness to it. So so are you saying that Saison is specific a to, a, a, to a region like Champagne and... Um, cologne and Kolsch? No, I just feel no. like it has it has more of a specific flavor profile you're looking for. Okay, so I, I'm the books that I've read and the definitions that I've found have a very hard to delineate the difference between a farmhouse ale and a saison. Kind of like stout and porter. Um, well, stout and porter there there is a, there is a time in history where they do delineate. Okay, um, but in history of saisons, there's really no time or difference. And what so one person called exactly what we think of stout and porter. What one person calls a farmhouse is another person's saison, and what one person calls a saison, or you know, vice versa. Um, but from the literature that I've read, it's very difficult to have now. What what is different is beer de garde. Okay. So a beer de garde is different than a farmhouse or a saison. Yes. And they're they're all around the same genre, mm-hmm. the same style of beer. But a farmhouse is more related to a saison than it is a beer de garde. Go ahead. What are you reading over there, buddy? A farmhouse ale is not a single style of beer. It's actually a broader category of styles. It can That's be a saison, beer de garde, goose, mm-hmm. or sati, which I've never had. A sati yeah. is a Norwegian beer, yep. by the way. In yeah. general, beer that falls under the farmhouse ale designation will have a lot of, uh, have a bit of funky flavor, right. kind of the way. Uh, kind of like wet hay or earth. I don't know if that's mm-hmm. true about yeah. Saison. I think, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. Farmhouse yeah. is specific to each farmhouse. But but it is. So it's like, this is my farmhouse, right. but it can fall under many categories. One under, of those categories of could be Saison. Yeah. But the Saison is specific to Belgian. The Beer de Garde is specific to France. Yeah. The, um, I well, think which Saison is Because the yeast I use is quote-unquote French. The, the border. French, French, the yeast I use, the sati is specific had, had, to Nor- Norway and Norwegian. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they use they use juniper berries. So yeah, yeah. When a farmhouse ale comes about, they look at the farm. What's inside the farm? Whatever they have on hand. Yeah. Whether it's wheat, rye, uh, barley, or barley, whatever. or yeah. any other spice. <clears throat> if they don't have hops, they're using some some kind of spice in it to to bitter the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, Heather. Gale mm-hmm. or whatever they want. Yeah, well, it's juniper, juniper. Yeah, like said. So yep. um, that's that's the farmhouse. Yep. And I, I, be pressed, hard pressed to find the you know. So saison, I would assume, would be more closer related to like what Matt was saying. 
But I'm just saying, it's, you could have farmhouses from France, bottom of France, all the way to Norway. Yeah. And then what those places are making may be more specific to the region that they go. You exactly. may have more bearded guards yep. in the south of France going up to Saisons, going up to Sautés. So, yep, absolutely. Um, yep. So that, I think, would be the difference in the region of those going to. Exactly. But I feel like Saison is still the more specific category within the farmhouse style. Um, and I feel like it's more b- what I think of a Saison, and it may be different for other people too, but what I feel of Saison is more on the border of France and Belgium mm-hmm. is that drier with a little bit of that, it's got that fruitiness, but it's also got a little bit of that spiciness too. Mm-hmm. And it's got that like peppery, peppery note to it. And phenol. I feel like it's, got, it's a phenol driven beer. Yes. Yeah. Um, and my lighter Saisons tend to have more of that spiciness to it. You can't taste it as much in here because it is imperial. You get a little bit more of that malt character coming through, a little bit more of that sweetness. Um, but it still finishes off relatively dry. Um, and yeah. Which, by the way, imperial happened relatively soon. Um, Imperial is a new definition because yes. even in BJCP, yep. Super Saison uh, is it's called Super, super. Saison. It's yeah, called yeah, Super. Yeah. But Super Saisons are relatively new, like 1940s, yeah. 1950s, 1960s. Yeah. So, and it was so, usually for Christmas, they would make a big, huge Saison for the farm owner so they would celebrate for, for like yeah. the winter. Each drink could be merry. Yeah. And it'd be something that also would be able to last the winter. According then, to the BJCP. And then Saison yeah. DuPont mm-hmm. was imported by the. Uh, that famous guy who was one of the pioneers of taking craft beer into oh. the United States was imported in the seventies, and it was it took off like a like a lightning bolt. People mm. loved it, and awesome. that's why Saison Dupont is now the epitome of Super Saison. Mm. Yeah, very cool. So Saison in BJCP terms is underneath the Belgian uh, category, uh, Belgian strong ale category. Yes. Yep. Category 25, Saison is 25B. The overall impression uh, is most commonly a pale, refreshing, highly attenuated, moderately bitter, moderately strength, or moderate strength Belgian ale with a very dry finish. Mm -hmm. Typically highly carbonated and using non-barley cereal grains uh, and optional spices for complexity. Wheat and rye. Yep. And then there's, and then there in the BJCP there's uh, IBUs twenty to thirty five, SRM fourteen five to fourteen for the pale designation of saison, or fifteen to twenty two for the dark yep. designation. Uh, OGFG doesn't matter. I mean that'll be depending on the yeah. ABV. The ABV for table saison is three point five to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, standard saison is five to seven, yep. and super saison is seven to nine point five. Yep. So I guess if you go above nine point five, you're making up your own shit. At that can, point, there's <coughs> categories for it to go into. I mean, but does it get into like almost like a golden strong or something yeah, like that? Yeah, or? I think that the big thing at that point is once you go, once you really go over it, it's it's really difficult to ferment. So they're really, unless you were a place that was really trying to make something specific, and most of the times it was Trappist monasteries that were trying to yeah. do something at you know a scientific note. Right. Um, if you're trying to ferment that much sugar, it was very difficult to do that off of just Grains. wind inoculation yeah um you a lot of times the amount of sugar in the beer would actually the in the wort would actually stop the yeast from fermenting mm. so once you get up to the the um one point, specific gravities one point of, one, of yeah one point of, of one being to, to a ferment that would give you nine nine and a half percent you're almost stopping anything from yeah. wanting to ferment in there and you know you're you're, you're talking at a time when uh, malt was lower in modification, mm. uh, so lower uh, sub modified, mm. 
Um, and it's hard to get that extra sugar when you're. Oh, they. I mean, you put straight you table work sugar in. I mean, yeah. I, I put straight yeah. table sugar. Table well, sugar for attenuation, any in, kind of in, simple in sugar. Saison right. to get that yeah. dryness, right? Right. And the, and I found that the saison yeast can eat the shit out of everything. Oh right? yeah, no, that the, you give it now, and maybe that's not why above you get the dryness from this because right. they don't just do monosaccharides and disaccharides; they right. also ferment trisaccharides. Trisaccharides, yeah, which is similar to champagne. I did do something once with bell saison yeast. I swear that shit could eat cardboard. Yeah. I mean, it'll <laughs> rip it apart. Yeah, it, it'll go right through. <laughs> it'll eat it's, it's very similar to Brett. Yeah. Brett does the same thing. Yeah. Yep. You know, Brett will, Brett will eat through anything. Yeah. So, yeah. On that note, Matt, you, uh, this, this is a lovely beer. Thank um, you. I like the way that the mouthfeel is nice and, and chewy. The, the 8.5% does not hit you. Um, the funk is very subtle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hop presence to balance out that funk. Is is in balance with this beer? Yeah. Um, what are you at? Like thirty IBUs with this? Even less. Thirteen. Thir- oh, thirteen. You're half half yeah. that. So um, you're. We're letting the malt shine and the yeast. The malt's really, coming through. Yeah, and it's, it's a malt and yeast. This is a malt, malt and beer yeast. Uh, yeah. And one hundred percent pills. Uh, no, it's pills and pale. Okay. Yep. So this, I mean, this is fifty-fifty. Yep. Although it sucks, it's really good. <laughs> no, you, you didn't. You did well with this. Thank I you. like the recipe on that. That's the nice. uh, the big thing on on my side for uh, a lot of the high alcohol ferments mm-hmm. is I look at the first twenty four hours of fermentation. Sure. So when we pitch it, I let I we pitch this at sixty eight. Okay. Um, and I let it only rise to seventy for the first twenty four hours. Okay. And then after that, I turn the glycol off. Completely let it do whatever it wants. Those first 24 hours are really what's going to give you sure. a kind of play with your what is, high alcohol yeah, things. Just like any kind of lager. Yeah. We want to be below 58 degrees. So that's, that's a great thing for, for below 70. This is, that's nice and smooth. It's going to come out smooth. And not a lot of funk, not a lot of overly... Uh, but it'll, it'll raise itself up through fermentation what's to your almost high, 78 after yeah, that. It goes up yeah. to 78 after that. But your, your flavonoids, your flavonoids and your, mm-hmm. your uh, um, scents, I guess... Uh, are all happening within the first 24 hours. So that the first initial oomph of... The booziness yes. of your beer is really that first the, 24 yeah, hours. Yeah. So if you can control your temperature within that time, anything afterwards, you'll get some flavor, you get some other stuff coming through, let it do its own thing. But those first 24 hours are really going to be crucial right. for whether or not your beer is going to come out boozy. Exactly. And, th- I mean, that goes across the board. It's not only boozy, it's... Um, how much funk you're going to have yeah. in your beards. There's a lot going on in the first 24 hours. Yeah, a lot hours of other ester form- fermentation, yep. formation, so. I should say. But So that that pretty much, uh, at the moment, is local, our local Saison, and uh, Carl Saison as well. We will now be... hyper-local. Yeah, hyper-local. We will now be breaking out the four others that Carl talked about. What do we got here? We got the brewery, uh, Teru... We got Omegang Hennepin. We got uh, uh, Transmitter Saison. I haven't had that one, but I like Transmitter. And then we have Saison DuPont. So why don't you give us a moment here? We're going to be uh, coming on back, these four. I am ready and raring to go for it, but more than likely Warren's got to pee because he always does. No, I don't have to pee. I'm uh, going to fall asleep. I'm going to take a nap. (laughs) I'll be back. We'll be back.
We'll make our way back over here. I think we're back. Okay. Are you back? We're back. You're here? You're here? I'm here? I'm here. Yeah, brewery's usually that way. Yeah, you the Rosalair nice one. Okay, so we got the four beers Rosalair that we're one. moving into over here. Oh, we got a nice slow pour. Oh, baby. If you guys could see this right now. Explosion. Oh, yeah. Explosion. So miserable. Um, so we got four beers that we're going to be pouring out. We got one from the brewery. We got one from uh, DuPont. Obviously, Saison DuPont. Nice and uh, traditional back DuPont. in the day. Um, we have one from Omegang and finishing off with Transmitter. Uh, we're going to, like I said, we're going to start here with the brewery, but we're nice slow pouring it over here. Uh, brewery known for their funk. more funk styles, their sour styles in here. So we're going to kind of see how this one turns out. I've never had this one before. Have you one? Um, I have not, but it, to me, I'm getting a scent from it, like a Rosalaire blend. Yeah, I got, uh, we, we were able to, he opened the bottle for us. I'll pass this over to Warren. Open the bottle and it, it definitely had a Brett funk nice on the day. nose. Uh, Warren was pulling a, a tart sourness on the nose too, so more than likely we're going to get a little bit of that. Oh, let's see. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, definitely Brett. Definitely Brett uh, is in here for this guy. So what's funny about Brett, does Brett make you your mouth water? Like, it does. Know, like it almost does. like when you're about to puke or you feel sick to your stomach? No, not that much. Um, um, but know, I do you, know what you're you know talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Like the side of your tongue about. starts yeah. sweating? That's what Brett does to me. The size of my tongue starts. So this is a barrel fermented. Let me go. Yeah, I could smell a little bit of the barrel. This is a barrel fermented saison, earthy complex farmhouse is what they say. You know, dirty sock is better description. It's a dirty, sweaty sock. That's not what I'm smelling though. I was was like, it's funk, but it's like a fruity funk. No, it is fruity. Um, eight and a half percent. This guy's in a nice. Big ass bottle over here. He's got 750 mil, 8.5% alcohol. Uh, any other? High pressure bottle. Oh, you're talking about carbonation levels in the five range. Definitely. Probably. I mean, the way he poured this stuff is super look at the, slow. Look at the shit that's going on in the, in the glass. Cellar storage, 55. Ideal serving, 45. Best if served in a tulip. Yeah, we're close enough. Um, and <laughs> we're serving this in no Nick bottles or no Nick glasses, but they're half, half pints. So. So this was a 2015 vintage okay, uh, for the beer. So it's definitely had its time to sit and cellar and age out. So any um, off flavors should be... That bread should be nice and smooth. Yeah, the, and any off flavors should be gone by now. Um, and we should be definitely getting a nice Brett Funk uh, dryness on the finish for sure should be coming through. Definitely getting off of a style like this. The vanillins um, so and the tannins what, uh, from the barrel. I see can what smell we get. It. see what we get here. Oh, yeah. This is a lot of... You get oak notes dead down the middle. Mm-hmm. There is not a single sip on here from the beginning, middle to end that I don't taste something that's woody yep. a little bit through. Vanillins in the beginning, funk and dryness throughout the entire thing. Yep. Um, I like it. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't linger. It's not that overly sour. It's mm-hmm. not like from a lot of brewery styles that I've had before. There isn't an overly sour note to it. There isn't something that's like putting me off from uh, a blend of a lot of too many different yeasts. The uh, barrel ferment style over here, I've, I've tried barrel ferments before with the brewery. They've worked out really nice. They're a bit of a pain in the ass to do, but I'm really liking the flavor that's coming out through this beer. I'm getting, um, okay, so with any barrel brewery, and with any barrel brew that I've done here with the 15-gallon barrels that I have, 
there's astringency associated with the barrel that smooths out over time. Mm-hmm. That's there. I get that. That's good. I like that vanilla flavor. It really matches well with those fruity tones from uh, the Brett. But there's a muddled overtone on the back of the tongue that lingers on the sides of the tongue when you're done finishing. It's not as clean as um, or as dry as I think it should be. It's dry. Don't get me wrong. Oh, it's, it, it definitely finishes dry. But I'm getting this like coating on the back of my tongue that just sits there. And it's kind of off-putting to me. But this is... So- this the one slight. thing that the one flavor in here that to me doesn't fit, and I wouldn't expect it in this style of beer, and I don't know if this is just from an aging mm. standpoint or something like that. Take a sip of it from the beginning. Mm. There's a peppermint note. Yep. And it like it just has a night. It has from the beginning to the middle. It's got this big curve to it. Yep. And then it dies off, and it kind of just sits on the side of your tongue. Yep. But it's a peppermint note that goes through this beer, and it's 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 weird. I've never had a Saison or a Brett beer or any barrel-aged beer that had a peppermint note to it. I don't know. And I think this, it gives this definitely a, Different like age. a signature stamp to yeah. it. Uh, I'm not sure if that's what they were going for. I'm not sure if that's what they were trying for. Uh, I'm not sure if they were actually, you know, necessarily trying for any specific flavor on this beer being a barrel ferment with the Saison and some Brett and stuff like that. They just wanted to see what would happen. But it is very unique. It's there, yeah. No, it's, it's there. very unique, and I, I've never had this before in a beer. Um, for that note to come through from barrels or yeast or, or anything a, in an aging process. This. Does this have spices on it? Does it say anything on the bottle? It, I didn't see anything that said spices. Let me look. It just says barrel fermented saison, earthy complex farmhouse. That is the only description on the bottle. I wonder what kind of barrel they used. Yeah. Then I mean, even for those flavors, what? Sassafras barrel. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. All our beers are created or crafted to be enjoyed fresh. However, this barrel? may this beer may be pleasantly evolved over time. Well, it definitely has evolved over time. Um, and there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing on here. That says anything specifically about what type of barrel that it was. You, when you guys, when you made your uh, saison, did you package it in glass at all? No, we did ferment, we did kegs, and we did cans. And the reason why you didn't glass it? Um, Are you guys getting away from that aging of, in the bottles? So by the time we had decided to ferment, or, or sorry, uh, by the time we started to package the Saison, we had moved away from glass bottles for our unbarrel-aged okay. Imperials. Previously, yeah. our our Imperial beers went into 500 milk bottles, right. and our barrel-aged went to 750s. Okay. Now, our barrel-aged our, uh, barrel beers goes into 500s, 500 milk bottles, and our um, Imperials. Imperials go into 12-ounce four-packs. Okay. So, our Saison... Uh, Treaty is a 12-ounce four-pack. Sure. But that's the only reason that we haven't done bottles. Bottles, honestly, don't sell as well. No. Um, it's The markets are changing. We're trying to follow as much as we can for what people want. Um, very soon, we may even get to the point that we're just selling individual cans. 
uh, as opposed to four packs. Um, and if you want to buy a four pack, it's just a slight discount for buying bulk right. volume. Uh, but if you want to buy an individual can, it it may be different just because of the way that it's kind of going. Twelve ounce can or sixteen? Twelves. Wow. Uh. One at a time. Yeah. Mix and match six pack basically. Or yeah, whatever. pretty much. I mean, you could buy an individual can because it's it's almost going to be to the point where it's like someone wants to come in. It's like they had a sip of a, or a taster and like, yeah, I'll take a can to go because people don't want to commit. It's like the committing to a four pack is almost too much nowadays. Because it's what twelve dollars a tw- uh, four or something like that. I think that's fourteen dollars a four pack. Well, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you want four dollars for a can of beer um, to bring home with you. It's expensive. But, you know, if that's what you're feeling that evening, it might be worth it. Um, but, you know, you can come to the brewery and get a 8-ounce pour for 6 bucks, uh, Or you can take a, four do- a four, $4 can, 12-ounce home with you. So we're trying to evolve with what the people want um, and kind of play around with that, that notion there. But uh, it's, it's constantly evolving. Every six months, there's something different going on that people are doing yeah. differently. Well, I mean, so. the big thing now I've seen is the people that can on the spot, like at brew pubs. Yeah. They'll say, oh, which one do you want? We'll pour it and we'll put it into a can and zip it up for you right now. Yeah. Well, usually bigger cans, like 24-ounce. But Yeah, crowlers are a huge thing. Those are normally 32-ounce, but people have been doing crowlers as smallers. Sorry, yeah, 32. I said uh, even yeah. even well, now, smaller yeah, ones now have they been have people these, doing. These crowling machines that can go down to 12. Even have them down to 8. Yeah, I mean, I've seen I've seen canning machines do uh, what was it? Um, uh, Joe Vital just yeah. opened up, or eight, is the eight, brewer eight answers, yeah. uh, of a brewer of a uh, of four um, four, four cities? cities. Uh, he just did a four pack of eight ounce cans. Yep. It was like a a flight, a yep. bring home bring your own home bring, bring home, home your, your own, own flight. flight. Yep. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting. I don't know how well those will sell over time, but if it's four specialty beers. I think it's a great idea, especially for a new brewery that's opening up. People to be able to try something in smaller amounts right. to bring home. Because I can't tell you how often I'll I'll drive around as a brewer, brewery owner, going around to a bunch of different places. I'll try a couple beers and be like, you know what I would really like right now? A sample four-pack. But that's maybe specific to me as an industry person, as a brewery owner, because I drink so much beer all the time from so many different people. Once I have one can and I try it out with a few different people, I'm like, that's great. I've tried that flavor. I'm done with it. As much as I might love that beer, that flavor has come through and I'm done with it. I think that you've just pointed out a problem with the craft beer industry in general, right? It's it's the, uh, what what do they call it? The... um, there's a better word for it, but it's the downside of choice. Yeah. Right? There's so much choice. People are like, well, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I can try one, any of 5,000 different beers today. So I'm just going to have one of each instead of saying that I'm going to drink Falconer's Flight all the time. No, absolutely. Right? And that, that's why we, I have issues over at the brewery as to what I want to brew because I know what brings people through the door on a regular basis is me doing new things. They'll try that new beer. They'll say, this is awesome. And love the fact that we try this new stuff, and then they'll sit there and they'll drink the regulars. They'll come in, they'll have Nomen, and then they'll sit there and they'll drink Deep Sea, or they'll have a Falconer, or something like that after the fact. Oh, okay. But what so, brings see, them I, in the door that, is the new beer. That's interesting, because I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought that at some point your your uh, uh, regular beers or your uh, house beers, what do you call them? Your, your or, four, or flagships. Your flagships. Yeah. Sorry, flagships. That's it. Your flagship beers would would not get as much 
attention because of all the choice in the market and all the choice that you're providing. And I and I hate to to sound like a smug person or a person that you know uh, is high and above themselves and everything like that. But it's like our our flagships are solid examples of the style. And when people want something that's like they want an amber ale. At the end of the day, they that's what they want. But maybe they want something else beforehand, something new, something different, something to try, and then they'll finish off with something that they know. And that's what Zig does. They'll give you something new, something special, and that's what gets people in the door. And then you finish off with something you know, you hang out with a buddy for a little bit of time, and then you go home with you know a four-pack of, of something different. Um, and that's what we see sells at the moment. That's what's been selling for the past few years. And maybe, I mean, the craft beer industry evolves so fucking fast. <laughs> it's like you have to be on Some top. people are making purple beer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I am. <laughs> it's, it's difficult to keep up with it. No. Next one. Uh, yeah, we'll go to the next. Um, but it, it's difficult to keep up with it and move on to these new things because is this new thing a fad? that's going to be in and out in a second? Or is this new thing something that you want to be investing money into and time and research into creating that style to keep it out there? New England-style IPAs, you can listen to two years ago, and I trashed them. They're my biggest selling beer in the brewery right now. (laughs) Um, Sour IPAs are right up there, too. Fruited sour IPAs. Um, uh, There's a capper over there if you want to cap it. Yeah. Uh, but like the, uh, what's it? Seltzers. Hard seltzer. Oh my God, did that thing freaking blow up this year. Um, Mm -hmm. so I looked up the legal ability of New Jersey breweries and what a seltzer is. Can I brew a seltzer? Is this a different license? Is this whatever? So in New Jersey, nobody can truly brew a hard seltzer because a hard seltzer is just fermented sugar. There is not one license that New Jersey will give anybody that they can ferment sugar. Distilleries? Nope. Because they have to distill it. So they distill it and then add it to their seltzer. They can't sell that? Nope. I don't think so. I don't think they're allowed to. Or at least the, they're cost prohibitive from doing that. Because the tax level for a distillery to put that back after adding vodka back to whatever is cost prohibitive. But technically, a hard seltzer is supposed to be made at a brewery. Um, fermentation of sugar is classified as a beer. Right. Woo! Saison Dupont. Um, but New Jersey, in their licensing, currently says that New Jersey licensed breweries can make malt beverage. Mm-hmm. They cannot make beer. Right. So New Jersey breweries can't make beer. They can make a malt beverage. A beer is anything that is more than 25%, or sorry, more than 75% sugar, or molasses. If it's malt of 75% or more, it's beer. 
If it's fruit of 75% or more, grapes, anything like that, it's wine. It's wine. If that fruit happens to be apples or honey, considered a fruit, weird enough, it's a metery cidery license. But if it's sugar, straight sugar, it should be under a brewery. But New Jersey doesn't allow that license right now. So we're currently in fights with the state. I'm not saying fights, but we're talking back and forth at them. Don't worry, they're not listening. <laughs> I'll never bash them because they're very helpful people. Um, but <laughs> we can't make beer in New Jersey right now. So if you're telling people, you know what I love? Beer. You don't love beer made from New Jersey because New Jersey can't make beer. <laughs> you can make a malt beverage. So I've been trying to make hard seltzers just to, you know, be happy with the market. People want those. I've made a couple great examples at home. Uh, I've made a couple pretty nifty examples with malt, uh, 75% malt, 25% sugar. Uh, but it just doesn't taste like a hard seltzer. Still has something else in there, uh, that malt flavor. So how do you, yeah, how do you do that? How do you, how do you take the malt flavor out of a seventy five percent malt beverage? I mean, maybe expensive filtration. Um, but what are you doing to keep it that light? I mean, it's just pilsner. I mean, what you say? Yeah, I mean, I, I what I, what I would make is a so off my pilot system at the brewery, I'd make a twenty gallon pilsner off just a wart, and then I would blend that with 100 gallons of sugar water to blend it back for what I need to be a 75-25 and ferment that out. And then I added raspberry um, puree, and it tasted fucking awesome. But it didn't taste like a seltzer. It didn't taste like a hard seltzer. It tasted like, I called it a, uh, what was it? Um, a beer cooler. <laughs> well, that, I mean... Wine, quote unquote, coolers used mm-hmm. to be called wine coolers, but they're not anymore. They are malt beverages yeah. for the most part. Yeah, I'm sure there's such a thing as a wine cooler somewhere, but almost all, you know, Bartles and James and Seagrams and all that, they they're all actually a malt beverage. Yeah, a very sweet malt beverage. And I guess it's be- the reason they started making them out of malt is either because it was easier or because it was easier to get them to like convenience. Probably stores. taxation was the yeah, better way con- to go. Probably yeah. to get them into convenience stores because you couldn't sell wine in a convenience store, but you could sell beer. Mm. So that kind of thing. But we, we in-house, for us drinking them, we called them wine coolers. Or beer coolers, sorry. Um, and uh, I'd love to make a hard seltzer at some point. We'll, we'll work on changing the, uh, the licensing and everything like that down the road. But uh, at the moment, any New Jersey-made seltzer has at least 25% malt. I'd love to make something gluten-free for you guys. All six of you. <laughs> but uh, we'll work on that in the future. There's a way without doing alternate grains. Um, Enzymes? Yeah. Yeah. But you can't call it gluten-free because... You can call it gluten-reduced. Yep. Because the FDA has not yep. yet come back yet. So but what, uh, what case in point, I've seen, I've seen people drink... That enzyme induced beer mm-hmm. to have celiac, and yeah. no problem. Yeah. So, enzymes break it down and they do well. Yep. It's just, uh, you know, it's 
The important thing in the end is is making sure it's scientifically proven that it can be worked with everything. It's like it may work now, but they haven't they haven't finished the research on it. Nope. nope. And hopefully yeah. soon they will. We'll make it work. We'll get this shit out there. More styles for people, happiness, more money for everybody. Good day. But on to the next thing. The beer that we have in front of you that you half drank already and I have not touched. I, is, uh, I had I took a sip. Okay. <laughs> sip. Um uh, Cezanne Dupont. Cezanne Dupont. The gold standard. The gold yeah, standard. To me, they always have a problem with light struck. And I don't know if it's them that has yeah. the problem or if it's the handler that has a problem. Although this is slightly light struck, it's still there. And that really makes me angry. So what I'm what I'm getting from this. And I'm sorry, you're saying that it's been sitting out too long in, in the... No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, Lightstruck is skunked. But, but potentially skunked from coming from Belgium and sitting but, on the shelf too long and all that? No, so but it takes... It, it depends on what, where the light comes it in. It takes but, literally seven seconds for light to, to skunk a beer. But it, it's, you know, how, how does this happen? And right. for me to look at this beer, and when I taste it, a lot of imports... I don't know if this, and I, I, I have heard hearsay, this, that, and whatever, that beers are made differently, and I know they are. I've heard from brewers in other countries, this, that, of brewers that are imported, that the U.S. has a certain understanding of what an import beer is, and beers are made differently for the U.S. than they are for other countries. So I have no doubt that Cezanne Dupont and other beers, specifically Heineken, come sue me, whatever you fucking want. Um, they are brewed differently for consumption in the United States because a import flavor is understood as consistency. They were light struck in the beginning. By the time they got over here, for the amount of time it took them to transport everything over, it got light struck. You got this import flavor, a rubberiness, a skunkiness, all this sort of stuff came through. And people loved it. Yep. They loved those beers. That was the imported flavor that they looked for. Yep. They were eventually able to fix it. But then they said, shit, if I do that, all these people that loved that flavor are going to taste something different and not like my beer as much. Yeah, I've heard that before. Like, people would drink. I don't know, Bass Ale or whatever yeah. uh, would come across the pond in bottles, right? They'd drink it in the U.S., they'd fall in love with it, and then they'd go to England and have it, and they'd be like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard it with Corona. I've heard it with Heineken and a lot of other well, imports coming the, through. got the clear bottle problem. So, but there's, well, Heineken's green bottle, too, so it's the same kind of situation. They, they make these products right now called Advanced Hop Products yeah. that they have taken off... They've broken down the chemical composition of the hops yep. that would normally be light struck, and they've added hydrogen molecules to take away the double bonds that the light would normally break off and create these sulfide compounds. And they've changed it so you can't get these light struck compounds anymore. So you can go to Mexico and you can get a Corona that doesn't have that import flavor. And if you put a lime into it, it kind of tastes shitty. But in the US, you put a lime into it and it tastes normal because they make a beer. That is imported with that skunk flavor that Purposely if you put a lime skunk, into yeah. it, it tastes what we expect a Corona to taste like. No, they, they actually do that. There so, to me, I'm wondering if Saison DuPont does something similar to the U.S. And I'm not calling them out and saying you do. 
This is not me pulling out a smoked malt in <clears throat> fireside chat. <laughs> but no, I, I really don't, I really Dupont. Don't this do. is Matt telling you go fuck yourself. <laughs> but I, I taste. I know what you're doing. I taste a import note to Saison Dupont. I really don't think they do because I've had ones that have overly skunked, and I have tasted ones that have no skunk whatsoever. Yeah. I really do think that Dupont depends on it. Depends on who the handler is. Yeah. You got to wonder with some of these beers. I have no idea how long. What's the date any on this? That yeah, I mean, who knows how long that thing was sitting on the shelf? You just don't know how fast some of this stuff turns over. These are really. I mean, how much? How how much does an average American this want to buy saison Dupont? This beer was bottled in March. March, yeah. So you're talking less than six months. Six months ago, it was actually six months ago yesterday. Okay, this beer is bottled. I have IPAs that I have in, canned. In cans, yes. That I've canned that have no flavor difference if kept cold in six months. If kept cold. Yes. These aren't kept cold. I'm just saying. Yeah. These are not kept cold. But these an are, IPA. These are on the shelf. But I'm saying yeah. an IPA, yeah. something that is very yeah. flavor volatile. Yeah. Not, you know, malt flavor, yeast flavor, this and that, like very hop flavor volatile. After six months, it tastes exactly the same. I mean, you put a hop in warm conditions after a month it's fucking dead hmm. um but so warren your impression is thumbs down i'm disappointed I, not thumbs down delicious and it's right in the back behind all that skunk but there's there's hardly an animal anymore thank you no 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 <laughs> to me if i've never had saison before or saison dupont before yeah, you can't get that back in. There's a corker back there. Uh, to me, if I've never had Cezanne Dupont before, mm-hmm. and I was never told where it was from, never anything like that, taking a sip out of this, I would immediately say it's an imported beer mm-hmm. because of the rubberiness. I'm getting that like sulfur rubbery note that I get a lot of times from like St. Pauli Girl or other imported style beers. Um, dryness. From the Saison, mm-hmm. definitely comes through, but a cleanness. Mm-hmm. This is much more clean than the previous beer we had. Sure. Um, I don't get a spiciness from it. Nope. I don't get a fruitiness from it. It's just dry and malty. I get meat. You get meat? I, I get rubberiness. I don't, I don't get meat. I get rubbery. Yeah, same, same thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's eventually those... those the compound will eventually go from rubbery to meaty yeah. to other things. So it's like maybe it's just the sensitivity on on my palate between uh, between my palate and yours. But I get the rubberiness, you get the meatiness. To me, it smells like it's going to sound gross, but it smells like dog food that has been thrown up by my dog. Right, so I that get, does sound gross. It, it, it does. <laughs> But if I, I've, I've had it, you know, I've had to pick that up several times, and it, that's what it smells like to me. It smells like that meat, that uh, that fake meat or whatever meat they use in dog food. Hopefully, it's not fake meat. I heard that they give like really. It's probably meat. real meat, but it's it's that that regurgitated dog food scent. But I'm not getting that in the flavor. But I'm getting in the flavor again. I'm getting that muddledness. Over the, it's not as, as clean over the tongue. It's not. And then you get that the sides of the the umami sides of the tongue yep. flavor. The, that's sulfur. I that's mean, it's sul- like sulfur yeah. nitrogen notes. Yep. yep. What you thinking, Carl? 
time for us to take a pee. Think so, so we are halfway through these Let's four beers. Let's take a pay, take a pay. And it is time for us to do things that we should not be recording about. Um, so we we will be back. I think we should take a pee. I don't have to take a pee, but as soon as I get up, I'm going to have to take a pee. You're going to have to take a pee. We'll be back. Maybe. Slow. Don't throw me away. I'm slow. But we're back. So the next beer that we shall be tasting. Welcome back. Is something from Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, let's listen. Oh, beautiful. That wasn't a cork. That was That was a cork. That was a fucking cork. Don't you fucking Don't you fucking say that wasn't a cork. That was coming out of my long balls. Um. So this is from Oma Gang. Uh, Oma Gang. Oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Um, is a brewery in New York. Hopefully you know this. Yeah. Where um, Where is they at? Uh, Cooperstown. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because they usually have what's called uh, the Game of Thrones series. No, they have Belgian yeah, or Belgium about. comes to Cooperstown. They don't do this year though. They they this year canceled they canceled it. it. Yeah. yeah. I was hoping to actually go to it this year. Never been, um, but they were they were bought by a Belgian brewing company. Yep, Duval. Uh, Duval, uh, because they just the fucking kick ass. Um, oh, Oma Gang. They were doing poorly. No, it was because they were fucking doing awesome. Um, they were making New Jersey, uh, New Jersey, uh, America's <laughs> uh, Belgian beers, and Duval said no. You're gonna make Belgium. You're gonna make Belgian beers in the U.S. You're gonna be under our fucking name, and they gave them a big ass fucking check, and here they are. Uh, they've been killing it for a regional brewery. Um, they're a name that probably isn't gonna go away. I don't. I mean, I'm never gonna say that a place is too big to fucking topple, but I feel like them, as the styles that they make, are difficult to remove. Um, they're definitely the a staple of the East Coast. Yeah, this is Hennepin. A staple of the East Coast for Belgian styles in the U.S. Um, Don't touch my microphone. <laughs> and uh, two turntables and a microphone. I got three turntables and two microphones. That's my new song. Three turntables and two microphones. This is described as a saison ale with spices. Uh, whenever. Cinnamon. Whenever Nutmeg. I've thought, whenever I've thought of hennepin, don't think, Matt. That's your first problem. Whenever I thought of hennepin, I don't think saison. No, I always thought wit. Huh. Let me see. Let me see if your wits are about you. <laughs> Probably not. Um, 
but to me it was always a you know because of the spices it always came through differently to me it was never a hit of saison we got a i don't know if you can hear it in the background everybody we have they a train can. coming through town. They can hear it. Can <laughs> they? Yeah. If they can hear that, then why the fuck do we have to be so close to our fucking microphones? To, to outcompete that stupid <laughs> shit. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> Everybody, there's a train coming through town right now. You can probably hear it. Because, fuck no you, train. Mike. God damn it. <laughs> that ain't no train. Is it your ass tuba? No. A train. Oh. It's B-train. <laughs> tuba. What? B-train. Oh. My ass, my ass tube. Excuse me, guys. My ass tube is going off right now. Roscoe P. Cotrain. Okay. Omegong Hennepin, a beer without borders. Inspired by the rustic brews of Belgium, this American farmhouse saison is charmingly, charmingly complex, but easy to drink. Complex. Artfully spiced with coriander, yep. ginger, mm-hmm. yep. orange peel, yep. and okay. grains of paradise. Yep. Its champagne-like effervescence leads to a crisp, dry... Like my underwear. Yeah, don't don't Crisp that, and man. dry. Well, it's dry now. Yeah, um, well, give it give it another half a pint. Definitely getting like the orange peels coming through, and I'm getting the uh, give me the lot. Give me the lot. What's with all the getting spices that in the dry, saison? Uh, Is it to make up for they don't know how to do the yeast, or are they really trying to complement the yeast? No, it's because it's a fucking saison. They can do whatever the fuck they want. They put spice <laughs> in whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> Don't you learn anything? They can do fuck all with it. The uh, the grains of paradise are to play on the fact that they're not getting any peppery notes out of the yeast. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullshit. <clears throat> so grains grains of paradise and coriander are coming from the same subspecies of family or species, whatever it is, of peppercorn. Yep. Um, and grains of paradise are just from Africa, and coriander is from India. Yep. Uh, they're different size grains. I agree with you, Matt. I think that they're getting a lack of peppery notes from their yeast, so they add those two. But I also think this. They're getting a very dryness, and they're getting a fruitiness. So ginger, I think they orange want peel, it. coriander, and, and, and grains of paradise are very similar to people, or are very familiar to people. Familiar. Yeah, familiar. But like, to me, when I think of orange peel, right, and, and, and when I think of ginger, uh, they, at that point, right, I'm it's, thinking it's, it's, Bel- it's a, wit. Yeah, Belgian wit, right? But the, the coriander side and the, the, the grains of paradise, to me, pull more into the saison. So I think like, it's like it's trying to find that middle ground between a wit and a saison. You mean, you mean coriander and orange peel for a wit? Yeah. And the ginger and... and, and uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, grains of paradise for... The saison or whatever, but it it's is. It, it, it's like trying to find that middle, middle ground, ground between exactly. a wit and a saison. Let's and throw I feel it all like at it. You have see. to do one or the other because, yeah. to me, if you're if you're coming out to grab a wit, a Belgian wit from a a, a place, and you're looking for a blue moon, right? This is not going to be your beer. Well, blue moon is also they use Valencia orange peel instead of the uh, the bitter orange peel from. Caraca. Yeah, but I, I, just, I just feel like this, this is not going to be your beer, but no. I feel like they're trying to make it that. What I think, I also think what happened was like, um, they were like, let's do this. Let's make this, let's make this like a Belgian wit, but let's throw a Saison yeast on it and see what happens. And so now Hennepin, there's got to be a definition between that. What is What does Hennepin mean? Is it like a crossbreed of two? Like, is, I don't is know. That, let me let me let me look at the. Look at the please Googles. tell me Interest. the history. Tell wait, me the history wait, wait, of what wait, Hennepin was. Let's just Alexa. 
Define Siri, hennepin. What is hennepin? <laughs> Here's what I found. Mother. <laughs> Alexa's wrong. <laughs> Fury. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let's not listen to that stupid thing. Shut up. Alexa, stop. Shia LaBeouf is not important right now. Hennepin County is a county in the U.S. state of Minnesota. As of the 2010 census, the population was 1.152425 million. Oh. It is the most populous county in Minnesota and the 32nd most populous county in the United States. What? 32nd? Mm -hmm. Alexa, what does Hennepin mean? An explorer in America. Yes, it does. All right, you I need like to. I, the audience could. There's no way that that could. The audience heard that. So explain. <laughs> so what according, just, what, what according Alexa to Alexa, Hennepin means a Belgian Roman Catholic missionary and explorer in America. It's pretty fucking cool. It well, that's. I guess that's why the uh, the label of the Hennepin has the guy in the boat exploring. Yeah. There you yeah. go. No, it it makes sense. But I'm still wondering why to. Originally, in my own head, I if you had asked me before today, yeah, why why, why do they put the why I assume no, just even before today, why I assumed Hennepin was a wit beer. I don't know if it changed styles over its time of being around, or if I'm just a fucking idiot and don't know what fucking styles big beers are. No, I but, think I think by just reading coriander orange peel, you assume yeah. That it's a wheat beer, but I uh, even before like before today, like just trying it previously and even trying other stuff and whatever. If if I had if you had bet me money, I would have bet that Hennepin was a, a Belgian wit for for Oma Gang. There is an Oma Gang wit wheat ale. That is. That is a different thing with a big yellow label on it. Yeah, it's a yellow label. What's the uh, what's the name of that? Momagong Wit Wheat Ale. Huh. That's what it's called. And it's got it's got farmers uh, threshing wheat basically on it. All right. So uh, do me a favor. Look up uh, any kind of like recipe change or um, formula formula right. change for hennepin. No. <laughs> Just fucking look back. Then. What do you think about the beer? Let's just talk about that. Well, yeah. we think the beer is all fucking convoluted. I think, I think it is a, it's a convoluted beer. To me, it doesn't taste... It's very spritzy. I can see this. It doesn't taste specifically like a Saison, and nope. it doesn't taste specifically like a Wit. Nope, it's like a cross. You got it that. is... The spices kind of confuse me as to what's going on in here. But, I don't it's know. It's very, very spritzy, Matt. I can see your glass. Oh, I'm it's get, spritzy. I'm getting, I'm getting definitely getting the Saison out of it. But I'm also getting, out of all the flavors, up front is the ginger. And then I get the orange peel. And I'm, I'm hardly getting, well, maybe the coriander in the back end. Hardly getting any of the... No, ginger no. is very up front. Yep, it's up there. And then orange peel is definitely coming in. Yep. Yeah. Pepperiness really doesn't come through in this. Not until the very, very end. And it's... And I feel, I feel like it, it just... The reason it pulls through is because it is a dry beer. Right. And the dryness and the pepperiness kind of come together. But you could probably take you the grains of paradise shit. out of this thing. Yep, you could and probably, wouldn't and be the fucking same, do anything. It wouldn't make a difference. But you could drink the shit out of this. Yeah. Not, not a hard beer to drink. Clean, very dry, 
leaves nothing on the palate. I'm not getting any of that umami crap on the side of my tongue, <laughs> which is nice. Um, and it's a nice, refreshing little thing. But um, I think... Uh, yeah, for a 15% beer, it's not that bad. I think you're right about the... Uh, no, it's, it's 7.7. 7.7. But, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think you're right about the, the mysteriousness be- behind it. Because for years... Hennepin was also known as a wheat beer, but it was never a wit. Uh, I'm sure there's... Po- mm. Mm. If you mm. look at the definition of Cezanne, it says it'll be made with all kinds of different grains. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, other than barley, yeah, of yeah. course. I'm just wondering if it, if at any point during... I mean, we'll find this out another day, but if at any point during Omegang's history, Hennepin was under Changed. a different name. Yeah. Fermentables, under. Pilsner malt... Flaked corn yep. and dextrose. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. No wheat whatsoever. So it's Pops, a cream ale. Syrian Goldings, <laughs> which is Spalter Select. I've never heard of Spalter so Select. Yeah. Pop Select is that's a French. It's cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. Why? Where does it come from? France. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> they just what they. Just I'm telling you right it. now that name is cheap. That, really? If I want if I want to get hops anymore. for four dollars a pound. Going yep. to Spalter Select. Is it any, is it any good or is it is it a spalt? It's it's. Is it bittering? Is it? It's flavor. flavor. It's, it's aroma. Yeah, flavor. it's 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 mostly going to be flavoring. Yeah. Um, the um other one that you said, the other hop that was in there, steering steering golding. That's no longer valid. Steering golding is not really a thing anymore. What is it? What, what? It's not a golding variety. It's Celia, C E L I A. They they changed the name on the style because they figured out that it has nothing to do with golding's variety. It was confusing too many people. Yep. And okay. What were the other Golding styles? East Kent Golding. Oh, they're, East they're, Kent they're Golding. They're right. EKG, of course. Yeah. 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 Steering Goldings is a uh, Czech style. Yes. Uh, but EKG and stuff like that, that's all in, uh, English. So the Goldings variety that was over here in the United States that grew as like uh, the first hop to grow, that's a derivative of East Kent Goldings or WVG. Not which is anything from not anything Czech Republic. From Czech Republic. What's WVG? West something Goldings? Something Goldings, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, so fermentables, Pilsner malt, flake corn, dextrose. Dextrose an interesting choice because I would have thought just plain old sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, steering Simple Goldings, sugar, which yeah. you're saying is called Celia now? Celia, yeah. Huh. Not Celia, like in your lungs. Celia, huh. C-E-L-I-A. Huh. Not Celia. There you go. Spalter Select, which is cheap as cheap AF. <laughs> Spices, ginger, grains of paradise, orange peel, and coriander. And the yeast is the Omegang House Yeast. That could be why it doesn't yeah. taste like a saison. They're trying. That could be no, why. There's, there's a little character. No, no. I, there. But what? But Matt, to your point, maybe they're trying to use the gra- the spices to give a saison character instead of using a saison yeast. But how saison yeast could be? No, it's, for, just, it's just the Omegong house yeast, not yeah, even house yeast. Yes, the house yeast. Which could be four different varieties of yeast, right? Could be. It could be. And it could be a yeast that they started out with yeah. that they have their own yeah. lab for exactly. that they just. They made keep, their own shit down the road. Yep. And it doesn't have to be one variety. It could be multiple house strange. Jesus fucking Christ almighty. Holy, fuck. Holy shit. What? I think we're going to die right now, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, if that thing is going to destroy my face, he's dead. I was well, surprised you didn't fucking destroy it. Because you were. Did you hear the bell on that glass? It went bing. Because, because you were pointing every other glass away from your face. 
I am very happy you're alive yeah, right I, now. I, yeah, me that too. thing exploded. Ladies and gentlemen, we took we off had a, a cork, a cage. Ladies and gentlemen, we just missed the bullet. We removed the cage, and the cork has nearly murdered an individual. Now, <laughs> nobody called you a JT. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we just dodged a bullet. <laughs> I'm confirming this right now. He shit himself. What is that brown stuff falling out of your leg there? There is... There is feces in the vicinity. Take a breath. Oh my god! the doorbell, man. I was like, "Bang!" That left with some pressure, man. Definite fear. There's fear in this man's face. That bottle's like, "Thank God!" I'm surprised it's as easy as it is to pour that beer. <laughs> you had more difficulty pouring the I other one. I look over, he's undoing the, the, the veil, uh, the bail on the, on the cork, the bail, and I see him twist it this once, right and it goes, boom! Boom! Jesus Christ. Motherfucker, that thing exploded. It did, man. That's hilarious. Too bad we don't have this on video. How come we don't have a video podcast going on? One day, when we get a sponsor. Yeah. If any of you six guys want to sponsor me. Yeah. Are they from, like, uh, Norway? Where, where are they from? Russia. <laughs> Those guys are from where? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Czech Republic. Czech. Anybody from Czech Republic who wants to sponsor us, just give us a call. We'll, uh, we'll take you on. I'll send you some uh, coasters. <laughs> uh, send him a growler. <laughs> I can send you some coasters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, man, the beer is brown like my shorts. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I would have shit myself. Oh my God. You're, a, God, you're a stronger man than I. Oh my God. I would have sh- been what, do you farting. Have a stout there? You, you pour us a stout. Transmit. Well, my, yeah. my Saison doesn't seem so dark in comparison. Yeah. Woo. So Transmitter is our next hey, nice head there, man. ale. Oh Thank you. So right off the bat, it says notes of stone fruit, crisp, and spice. Always well received. Saison S1 transmitter. This is barrel aged. This is so remarks. Mahogany Saison with rye and white wheat generously hopped with Pacific Jade. Ooh. Fermented with dry but fruity yeast. Wow. IBUs 24, Play Doh 15. Nice. Serving temperature 52, alcohol 7.9. <laughs> 500 mil bottle. 15 Play-Doh. Yeah. That's not bad. Bottle conditioned. 60. (laughs) Well, maybe someone had a generous finger when dropping the fucking sugar in this one. Yeah. uh, You know what? That that 500 mil bottle, that needs about 600 mils of sugar. We need need to be rocky. 600 fucking mils. (laughs) God damn. Wow. So the one thing that... Just smelling this beer. This is different. Right off the bat. Reminds me of the first one. It definitely has that Brett characteristic. Like Brett fruitiness. Right off the bat. Man, these things are putting me to sleep. 9%, Night, 10%, 11%. Um, oh, yeah. This is this, this has like... Oh, 14%. My this is different. This is something different. Um... Well, Matt, so not, you said the transmitter would be different. Yeah, Matt, I did. Matt no, I did. Right up, right up the bat, I said it. And then they, 
from when I went to their brewery back back probably like two years ago, they um they made a lot of different styles of beers. Yep. A lot of them I liked, but it was always a different take on a beer. So um for our second annual uh Das Boot, we were donated a full case of transmitter farmhouse ale. Mm-hmm. And that shit was just as explosive as this. Really? Um, and it was nonstop foam. But it was delicious. I mean, um, like this one. So the, for me, the big, the big thing is like, so taking a big sniff off this guy, I'm getting Brett notes. Yep. Now when I take a, a fl- when I take a taste, mm-hmm. I haven't tasted it yet. So. It is a line straight down the fucking middle of this thing, and I'm not talking sideways. I'm talking up and down. Um, no, he is talking straight up and down. Up and down. There's, there is that saison note. There is that Brett note, but there is this like dark, <sighs> like. Almost chalky black malt note. Well, it is a very dark. I mean, this is there, well, there, beyond, there, well it, beyond the style in terms but of it's, uh, dark uh, uh, color. Let me, let me take. Let me take a look. I get it. You're trying to do fucking Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> we gotta cut this show soon. Warren's. We're out of Warren. But there's the the flavor off of this is like there's a division between saison and stout. In a division between saison yeast and Brettness. and it's it's like it's a four quadrant like fight with each other, and I don't, I don't really get what's going on because it's they're not melding together, they are very different. Warren, tell me, Warren, please, because I am lost. So on, a on sniff, the flavor of this beer, on a sniff, I'm getting Brett. Right off yes. the bat, I'm getting that fruity Brett characteristic that you get, no matter what, right? It is so divided in its flavor complexity that, like, I've I've tried to graphically put together in my own head certain beer flavors, but this, like, this has asymptotes in it, and I don't get it. <laughs> I really don't. The way these flavors are tried to be put together confuses me. So I'm getting chocolate, coffee, and roasted barley tones from the the darkness. I'm getting that. I'm getting, yeah. But it's it's only in the very end of it because the bread puts it together. It's almost as if you're 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 chewing a date. Yeah. Um. Uh. You got date flavors. You got raisin flavors. You got um, prune flavors for sure, very, and maybe a little bit of a cherry. But I feel like they don't meld. Um, no, it's like it's, you have that you have that saison light note from the yeast in the back. How old is this beer? Because it's definitely I don't aged. I don't know, but I, I just feel like even like regardless of the age of the beer. Well, we're, so here's here's what I there's, here's what there's I've nothing discovered. on this thing. There's nope. Here's what I've I've seen in, in some beers as as, as complex as this. <laughs> When when you taste beers that are younger, you're getting separate flavors. You're getting no, all but these separate flavors. Like there, there's complexity. I'm, but I'm there's, getting, there's I'm nothing. getting separate flavors. I'm getting the, yeah. right up front and then straight up, right? Straight up, separate flavors. Yep. And 
there's the darkness with the fact that there's trying to be Saison coming through, and it's like it's like a, a stout or a dark beer note right, right. that is like watery. Right. And then there's this Brett note right. that is different from the dry spice that finishes off. And it's it's very confusing. Like none of those four meld together and they're on completely different axes. And I don't know what the fuck's going so on. With this I'm thing. I'm getting like um pumpernickel bread. Like if I'm sitting outside smoking a cigar, trying to enjoy this thing right now, I'd be shitting myself trying to be like, what the fuck's going on? Because I feel like I'm trying to understand fucking trigonometry. And that's fucking difficult. Let alone fucking calculus too. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Carl's dying over the corner. But <laughs> this is really fucking weird. Like I, I it's not it's not even just like a, a random ass fucking like what's going on with this flavor? This is where it's gonna eventually be. Please, please, Carl. Uh, sorry, I had to get into the microphone without hitting my head here. This is the transmitter S1. Apparently, there's an S1 and an S... There's a bunch of them. Okay. This is the S1. Mahogany Saison brewed with wa- with sorry with rye yep. and white wheat generously hopped with Pacific Jade. Fermented with dry uh, but fruity yeast, right? So mm-hmm. you said pumpernickel. I definitely get that with the rye. I mean, yep. there's rye. Yep. There's rye in this beer, no doubt. But I don't. It it doesn't marry with any other flavor in this thing. I feel like it pulls away. Like what? Are you, what are you? What are you looking for? Because I'm 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 seeing the separateness. But that's but my I'm, issue. But is I'm there also separateness. Seeing, but it's I'm also seeing that there's potential for over time roundness. So right now we're, you're getting spikes of flavor, and I think over time this will be a great. A great beer. I just, I just don't feel like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe this beer, maybe this bottle was bottled a month ago. No, I, I think it's, I think it's older than that. I think this kind of. Then I feel like it should have gone together by now. I don't know, Brett. Any bottle to me takes a long time. should have hit its, should have hit a flavor that is okay within three months of bottling. Otherwise, you don't release it. You keep it to yourself until it's okay. That that's my that's my own not, opinion. I don't think this is not. If okay. I if I made a beer, I think this is that a, I wanted to make sure that the flavors water. melded together right. Yeah, you know, I would hold on to it until the flavors melded, and I then think, I would sell I, it. I still think this is okay. I think this is okay to drink. I feel it's too it's too different. There are, to me, as I'm tasting this, there are distinct lines, and those lines are not melded yet. I still think this Brett characteristic is coming on strong, and that should be gone. If if it was aged, I just I feel like there's there's too much of a distinct line to me that's really hitting I see weird. The problem they circled a different style of glass for this. And the label's got four little glasses, and it's and it's not a nonic. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it's not. It's not that classic, uh, you know, stem stem saison yeah. or whatever Belgian glass. Sure. That's the problem. That's why Matt. That's why it's not working for you. I gave uh, it the wrong kind of glass. Gosh, gosh darn it! They didn't give it the proper glassware. Also, also getting a little. Either carbonic acid, but it's a little acidic. Yeah. Um, I could feel it in my gut. Well, that could be a bunch of different No, things. no. It, it's def- definitely this. Um, you got to take a poopy. No. Nope, not at all. It's definitely um, <laughs> a, a bit acidic. Finish it. 
I don't want it. You I'm don't good. want it. I gotta drive. Drive 15 minutes later. Oh boy. Chug it, chug it! You fucked up! Oh, god damn it, Carl. You have to mop that floor. I'll get it. I'll take care of it. Like a pony. I think he actually gave you less beer than you had before because of the foaming. <laughs> no, I, 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 um, I could see this, this. This tastes young to me. This it, does, it it does taste young, but I feel like I don't know. I, if I'm going to release anything personally in a bottle, and it could age, it may change down the road. But I'm not going to put it out if it's not okay to go right now. And I feel like this is too. Uh, this is this is too split. It's there too there wild. are there are distinct lines that I can taste the difference of where something is fighting something else. You know, I think all of Transmitter's beers like that though, because the last the last Transmitter beer I had, like I said, it was with Zumac. Yeah, it was with their Zumac, and it was a saison, and it was definitely. Linear. Hmm. Where you taste the Zumac and then you taste the malt and then you taste maybe, the maybe, Saison. And maybe taste the issue is their bottled product versus their kegged products. I, I've only had their stuff in, in their tasting room. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. I have you a know, bottle still at my house fermenting of transmitter the, from the, about a year and a half ago. I'm sure it's pretty good. Fermenting in a bigger quantity is uh it, it turns out a lot better than a smaller yeah. quantity too yeah. so when you're doing 500 mil bottles that takes a while yeah especially if you're using all that different grains like i i could see where they're going with this mm-hmm. they're not there yet no but 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 overall i i would never um never bash them on the fact that they're they're trying something different, and the fact that this is a darker, heavier kind of style of saison, something different out of it too, a little bit of fusels, a very so, tiny bit, something different on the spectrum. This is darker. It has mm-hmm. rye. It's got a, a bunch of different flavors coming through. I'm I'm a big fan of the um, attempt of playing around with the style. I I love taking the base essence of what something is and playing around with the edges sure. of it. Um, and to me, a Saison, you know, has that dryness and that spiciness. And whether it has, uh, you know, chocolate notes or fruity notes or lightness or whatever, that's something around the fringe. Right. But the essence, to me, is dry and spicy. Right. Right. Um, so to, to play with something like this, I, I'm a big fan that they're they're pushing those boundaries. I think they still got work to do, um, off based off this beer. But uh, I'm definitely getting dry and spicy on this. Like give give this if you had another bottle of this, give it another three months and see yeah. what happens. And maybe they got some out there that are already a little bit longer. Maybe you've been holding on for one for a while. But I'm I'm a fan of the attempt. Stored at what temperature? Fifty. Yeah. Fifty, fifty-five, like general cellar temperature. I wouldn't yeah. go much warmer because there is definitely going to be Brett in here. <laughs> and that will definitely blow box. your fucking bottle up <laughs> based off of the evidence that we've seen here. Yeah, 50, um, 55. But uh, 
just just seeing you know what 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 I've had here, the flavors that I've had here, their their attempt. I feel that there there is a chance to meld these flavors together. I haven't seen it in this specific bottle, uh, but maybe other bottles have aged longer longer enough and and put that time in um, to, I to always pull it be in. King of pain. King of pain. Yeah, I know you will. It's it's been on the screen the entire I always night. be. Well, I will say this about Transmitter. You've probably talked more about this beer than the other three combined. Yeah. So they've done something in order to... But I think I think the big thing... In, in, so craft beer to me is right, they've, always they've done playing Something controversial or provocative it is. in order to do that. Right? To get we, you talking we've about been it that fight, long. We've been fighting fucking craft Pilsner... American-style Pilsner light lagers since the beginning. And every little play off of that is going to be something different. And whether that's a light ale or whatever, something different is always going to be the new thing and give it a try. If it's a poo ale, yeah, fucking throw that shit in the fucking garbage. A pediococcus, you mean? <laughs> but, Baby diaper? No, a pediococcus is but good. But to, to, to take a style and play on the fringe of that and to say, you know, let me give this a try shouldn't be immediately shunned. And... I feel like you know, giving it a try and 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 an, an opinion, whether it's a good or a bad thing, shouldn't be thrown to the side and say, you know what, fuck these guys, they did horrible shit. They they took they took a beer, and they said, you know what, let's do something different. And I feel like that is the essence of craft beer, from the very beginning days. To what it will eventually be well, years and years down the road. There was an article that was written not too long ago, and it was uh, something about, and I th- told Carl to touch upon this earlier. There was an article written that said the reason why the craft beer industry exploded or mm. became about was because we were trying to get rid of the sameness that yeah. was in beer. Yeah. And across the board, you had the sameness. You had the same flavors from Miller, as the same flavors from Coors, the same flavors from Bud, and people were sick of it. So instead of having the same flavors, we had the likes of DuPont huh. um, imported to us. We had the likes of the dark beers imported to us. We had the likes of Sierra Nevada and Sam Adams making that movement in the 80s and in the early 90s. And then all of a sudden, the, the home brewing industry started to rise up. And then we had these people who were making beers that weren't normal, uh, everyday light lagers or lagers. And people were just intrigued by the flavor profile from them. So I think what you're saying is that Transmitter has now taken that and been like, okay, let's see what we can do to tweak this out. And I mm-hmm. think you do that too with your brewery as well. I do. You know, and I think that's what craft beer is all about, is teasing out those styles and saying, hey, we can do this. Let's take it over the edge a little bit and see what we can come up with. And let's make this, see see what the, the crowd of people like, uh, if they like it or not. And, I, you know, I don't think... This S1 is going to not sell. It's made by a, a, a reputable brewery. Um, and I think the same thing with your Saison. I yeah. mean, that, that's, that's a definite winner right there. People, like you used case in point, had said they purchased more of it this year than they did last year because they're starting to get exposed to something that comes from a reputable brewer that knows what they're doing. But right? I, think, I think overall the big thing is going to be, you know, Feeling out what people want to do. And this, this to me, tasted like an experiment. And from what Carl seems to see, at least 
in my opinion, on his phone is that there's a lot of different Saison styles from Transmitter of what they put out. Right. Um, so this may be one style that they wanted to try and see if that was going right. to be a thing. I think that's a And normal. maybe it is, maybe it isn't, maybe whatever, but I would never, and whether it's contradictory to what I've said before, I would never turn down a person for putting out something experimental off of a general style because of that flavor that came off of that. Because I feel like... I don't want a person to go into craft beer saying, I'm going to make the next big thing and I'm going to do whatever. Right. But I feel like experimentation off a general style to make your own thing right. Right. should that's be accepted. Born, right? That's how New England style. Like everything. Born, so. That's how everything born, Whatever. Right. It's, it's all these different things are going to be made off of exper- right. experimentation off something right. different. Right. What's, what's nice about the Saison is that it's so broad. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I am now a certified... BJCP judge. Okay. I went through all the yeah. testing and got certified. So, um, I've always been honorary by being a business, business a, brewery a brewery owner, owner but yeah. I've never, never actually taken the test. Um, I took a 17 week course to, wow. to become a judge. But, um, but Saison is the hardest category to judge because it's so open and, uh, I want to say obtuse yep. about what goes in a Saison. And it's very hard to more judge. difficult than all these w- weird IPA styles. Oh, I, can so ima- I can't imagine. It's there's there's six <coughs> IPA styles. I right? feel like I I feel personally like hop flavors yeah. are more understood than yeast flavors. Mm. Well, I, I agree with that 100. percent But New England style has certain parameters that you have to meet, mm. and if you don't meet them, New England style is very hard because oxidation happens very quickly. Mm. Yeah. So almost every beer that gets into entered into the New England style IPA is oxidized, mm. and it's hard. Unless you're making it fresh two weeks prior, it's hard to judge. It's hard. It's hard to score hard, uh, a really good score. That's why you see these competitions hardly have IPAs as their winners. Mm. It's just IPA. The vol the volatileness of the oils of the hops are very difficult to control. It's very. It's a very hard controlled substance. Um, but a saison, a well done saison, can outshine <laughs> any other beer in the category, even though it's so obtuse. A well done saison can win a cat- can win a competition. It's very hard to win a competition. You'll start seeing stuff like Pilsners, um, like you did. Um, and mm-hmm. look, what was last year's winner for uh, Das Boot? That was um, is that a was that a mead? Uh, no, no, nope. I think it was a, a smoked beer. Yes, it, w- uh, it was the a rock beer. beer. It the was rock a rock beer. So lagers and rock beer are very specific, and you have to have a very good example of that. Whereas a Saison, it's hard to win a competition, but you can if you have an epitome of that style. And that's what's so exciting about homebrew, and that's what's so exciting about craft beer, is that you have all these people's interpretation of what should take place. And you know some are better than others, but they're all in the same race, so to speak. Oh, so looking... Looking at everything that uh, transmitters put out uh, for their saison category, we had the S one, which is their mahogany saison. Uh, they have eleven. Wow. Different saisons. Did they have the? Uh, Maybe kind of wrong. Is it? Uh, uh, sorry, it's ten. Uh, ten. 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 But yep. still, yeah, still close, close enough. Ten different saisons that they put out of this style, and and, and, and it shows is for what the, the style diversity really is. Of all the different flavors and everything, it might be. 
of all the different flavors and everything that you can do within the style because it is a very broad style. Just like IPA is a broad style nowadays, it's it's uh, fantasized and everything everything on that. It's it's you know it's whether you're putting a malt in or you're putting a hop in, um, they're both huge categories. So IPAs being a hop flavor is the other half of beer. So putting a you know making an IPA is very big, but Yeast can't be forgotten about. It no. can't just be malt and hops. There's yeast flavor no. too, yeah. and there's so many flavors on yeast, and that is what saison is. Well, saison and Belgian styles are yeast forward, and it's a living organism too. You got to treat that shit absolutely, right, absolutely. Good with it. So if you're making an IPA, it's going to be difficult. You're going to be playing with those hop flavors, and they're going to be very um, short lived. I have played like if you keep it cold, you can you can really you can really push those flavors out. But it, it warm warm and everything like that, it's like it, very short lived flavors going to come through there. Malt is really what a lot of people have based their flavors off of beer for millennia. <laughs> and then yeast is going to be the other side. It, it's well, saisons have the yeast, Belgian styles have the yeast, hefeweizens have the yeast, and those flavors going to be the heavy pieces of all those. But those. Are kind of secondary, right, right, and then ye- and then uh, hops. I would say are tertiary that that have taken the, the spotlight recently, off of well, all the change. But hops, hops, hops took a, a spotlight previous to when the, when the first Pilsner came out. I mean, the Sots hops was just crazy. That was just like uh, you know a fad when when yeah. Urkel came out and the People's yeah. Brewery of Czech was like all about the Sots mm-hmm. hops. It was Sots hops 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 hops. Yeah, and and no. No minerals in the water. Right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So that's that's where that. But but you're right about the malt, man. Everyone was like, "Oh, let's go crazy with the malt." And then, but malt has always been like between yep. a, a scotch wheat, a scotch wheat heavy and a barley wine. Yeah. What's the difference? It's the malt, and and those are two very different flavors. Yeah. But if you say, "Okay, what's the difference between this this IPA well, and it's, that it's, IPA?" Wait, well, scotch wheat heavy and and the barley wine, two different yeasts too. They are, but at the same time. If you say, oh, what's the difference between this IPA and that IPA? One might be a West Coast, one might be New England. But five, six years ago, there was no differentiation. There was no East Coast. There was no New England. There wasn't. So all of those were IPA. Yeah. Now there's brewed IPAs. Now there's, now there's such a differentiation because people are brewed finally starting to break out the style. The, 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 the classification. I mean, it was, because it was hot to trot for a little while. And, but uh, but it, it, to me, it doesn't matter whether the style is hot to trot or not. It's pee. the idea. Oh, we'll, cut, we'll cut the show here. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Whatever. No, keep, keep talking. You're going to keep I'm, holding that in because no, fuck off. No, but, uh, pee all over you. you, you. Pit, piss it. Piss it. Do whatever. Golden shower. Can I golden um, shower you? Yeah. No. Keep talking, motherfucker. No, don't fucking golden me. Bro. Um, the whole idea is that regardless of whether or not you're saying, oh, brood IPAs are, are, are a style that were there for a second or not, Brood IPAs suck. They they might they, they might you know whatever I I never really had a great brood IPA but um, the idea that we're finally breaking down what an IPA is and it's not just oh an IPA is this one thing it's what an IPA is across the style um, all the different styles that they can be because you have an amber ale you have a barley wine you have an amber lager you have a scotch wee heavy. Those are all malt-forward style beers with generally the same malt profile. Slight different changes. 
let's say you have an IPA mm-hmm. of um, Citra hops. Yeah. And you have one that's very late hop, or, or like early hopped with Citra hops, one that's very late hopped with Citra hops, one that's not even no boil whatsoever with Citra hops, and it's all Whirlpool. They'll taste completely different. The one's going to taste like cat pee. One's going to taste like cat piss to maybe some old lady over in the corner. But um, <laughs> my whole thing is they're all going to be different styles of IPA. And you have to break out a name and break out a style well, to it because they're not the same thing. Well, that that's the thing is with, and I know we're getting way off the topic of Saison yeah. here, but all the different ways you know first wort hopping you know like you said no boil hopping yeah. hop bursting you know you know seven barrel additions two barrel additions one barrel addition yeah. i mean you know 15 but, different types of hops. but as much I mean, all as of that much is as we're it, off it, there's the, like an infinite yeah. number of things that you can do with hops but like, as much uh, as we're off the category of saisons we're not i feel like it's still within the understanding of it because saison like i mentioned early on is a very broad category, just the same way that that uh, uh, IPAs are, and all we're understanding saisons as a yeast flavor. Okay, that's great. Well, IPAs were a hop flavor. Well, you can change IPA flavors. Crazy. What can you do different to a to a yeast flavor that will change that off the understanding of this is still considered a saison. You can consider a West Coast IPA, a New England style IPA, an East Coast IPA, an English IPA, so many different styles, brewed IPA, everything like that. You can consider you should be able to, in the same understanding, consider a Saison off all these different characteristics because it's a very broad style. But we have not broken it down yet. Do you think we should? One day there one day there will be because of the acceptance of saison style and the importance of it in the market until there's an importance in the market it won't get a style but saison will stay a broad category until that point and when it does can or when it can finally break down to those different categories we will see a different renaissance within craft beer again to that point but right now we are in the renaissance of IPAs and what they're putting out. And down the road, we may see a renaissance again in yeast categories. And we may see a renaissance down the road again in, in malt categories and everything like that. But I but those three I feel are the most important malt, yeast, and and hops. Water and right profile. now we see it in hops. Water profile is huge too. It is. But I've never seen a renaissance yet in water profile. I have. Yes, you have. I've seen an importance. I've personally seen an importance, obviously, with being a brewer right. and everything along that category. But I've never seen like one public, beer public categorized against another beer, specifically based off water profile in a renaissance on, on that. And it's like, I haven't seen a West Coast, East Coast, water, this and that. I think under, underneath it all you have. I'm sure based down in the but it's like people That's why they're not people in New, right that's now, why people who are moving out from West Coast to open up a brewery in the East Coast are not moving into New Jersey. But you see amber lagers, amber ales. But they're moving into yeast. North you Carolina see amber, you because see, of the water 
they're moving into you Tennessee. You see West Coast style amber amber IPA versus a, a, a New England style IPA. You see that based off hops. Well, and then you see the first IPA difference. Renaissance was the American IPA versus absolutely. the English IPA. But then you saw breakoffs of that um, be above and beyond. Yep, red. And meat, although although rye. water profile may be important for breaking off specific little Black. styles on here and there, you might not. It might not be so important based off of what the public sees. No, no, I, I see that. No, uh, looking at the style guidelines, and you know, it's it's a guideline thing too. Like there are people out there that don't give a shit about guidelines. Absolutely. And that's but at make, the same that time, doesn't make you them any different. See, you'll still see people giving a shit off the flavor. Oh, absolutely. If someone might say, oh, this is a West Coast. No, that's an East Coast. Right. But someone will definitely say, I care about this beer more than I care about that beer. Right. There are beers out there that shouldn't be called IPAs that people nomenclate IPA. Yep. Just because people oh, associate themselves with IPAs. And if you have an IPA on, on the board, people will be like, oh, more than willing to come to, to see that IPA. But I think overall, in the end, the biggest issue on this stuff is the fact that, you know, we're we're talking IPAs right now because they're they're big in the scope of understanding of beer at this very second. But there are very broad categories that need to be broken down into something different. There are no, I agree. And saison that we're talking about today is is a very broad category. We have had five styles. Six styles mm-hmm. of saison. Mm-hmm. Six styles of saison today that are very different. Yep. All of them are very different, and they are they should be their own. Each should be their own style of, of saison. One of the things that might hold it back is that when people fuck up their beer, <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. But, <laughs> but, they call but, it a saison. <laughs> well, that's true. Take any yeast and and. Uh, and fermented too hot. And no, but, but, but it's 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 the understanding of, of these I, I, should I think be a saison right. in broad category, right. but there right. should be a breakdown of what this is right. compared to what that is, and they should be un- like different. The, the transmitter should be like a black saison or some some or other something category. within that yep. category. Yeah, right, yeah, right, right. Rye saison. Yeah. I mean, it saison. could be it could be a black saison. <laughs> Under this category of specialty ingredient rye, a rye saison, yeah. or a rye saison, specialty ingredient saison. black black malt, or some or something yeah. within that category to break it down further compared to Suzanne, du- uh, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne, 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 du- Suzanne Dupont. Suzanne Dupont. <laughs> I think I went to grade school with her. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, hot, wasn't but she? just something off that category, like to break it off to be something different because. You have that dryness, you have that pepperiness, you have that yeah. fruitiness, you have all these different categorizations that you would still consider a saison. Right. But one of them doesn't necessarily fit with the same category as another. Right. No, but agree. they're all called saisons. And I just feel like the the populace has not broken it down yet as important enough to break it down to another category. And I'm sure down the road we will. Maybe not. But at the moment, I don't care Maybe we won't. Maybe I'll be dead before we do. But yep. right now, there will need to be a time that this will need to be divided. Maybe, maybe the thing about Saison revolution so is coming. It no, will well, be well, coming. Maybe, maybe whether maybe. whether twenty years from now, 
whether a hundred years from now, whether a thousand years, the Saison revolution those... is coming. If you were part of the revolution, you'll be part of this. I swear to God. This is one of revolution. those Saison, uh... Saison, fuck you, Warren. We're when, done. When grandpa, <laughs> when grandpa's, when grandpa's on the deathbed. I will tell him, Saison's important, Grandpa. It... You remember this? No, other way around. I'm the Grandpa. Damn it, Grandson. Saison's are important. You remember this? I remember. Revolution is coming. Uh, uh, revolution. There's rye in this. There's, no, there's no, there's, there's, there was rye in that last paper. Fuck that. I want something better. Give me something better. Smoked malt Saison. Yeah, this is all smoked malt in here. There's no smoked malt. Yes, there is. I swear to God, on my dying deathbed, there's smoked malt. <laughs> There's no Cezanne Dupont isn't as good as you think. Goodbye, everybody. I love you all. Remember me. I'm dead tomorrow. We are. We're, we're done. I'm done. <laughs> say <laughs> good night, so boys. Right no, so wait, say good night, no, boys. No, no, I can't, 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 can't rebut that. You don't have an opinion because Cezanne doesn't have an opinion. Cezanne has no opinion. We are done. We are done. Good night. Warren no, no, has no, no, no opinion no. anymore. Goodbye. No, 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 no. Done. Goodbye. Matt's got to go pee. Now he's going to drop his oh, mic. He's going to drop the mic. Oh, no. Push it that way. There you go. We're done. Okay, so. We're done. Um... <laughs> Warren's not going to talk anymore. I'm not going to talk anymore until Matt goes away. So, I don't even know what the fuck I was going to say. <laughs> I <don't either. laughs> just fucking say goodnight, Warren. I can't. I got to say something about Cezanne. Maybe Cezanne is what it's supposed to be. An obligatory, anything goes, beer, as it was in the history. With yeast-derived flavors. With yeast-derived flavors. Because if it changes, then it no longer becomes Cezanne. So think about that, and that's what I'm signing off on. Say goodnight, Warren. Good night, folks. Cut! I don't think I've seen Matt get that animated before. Well, feed him some Saison. Yeah, I gotta remember that. Little Saison takes Matt a long way.
You know, there's a gun in the bathroom. Why? Assault gun. It's an assault rifle, really. It's an assault rifle. It's a assault rifle. Assault rifle. Yeah. Shooting flies? Yep. Shoot salt. You pump it and shoot salt right at the fly. Like, like, a, like a pellet? Uh, no, it's spray. a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. It's a spread. spread. It's got some spread on it. It's going to land right on <laughs> Warren's got some balls, spread. and you're going to just shoot him. Right on the spread. Long balls. <laughs>